Oh yeah. Crack open a cold nitro cold brew. Bro, that was bubbly, to say the least. Oh yeah. I like these nitro cold brews. The Starbucks ones? I've been drinking these every once in a while. Because they they got that nice kind of creamy, smooth, cold brew flavor. Yeah, dude. But there's no cream or sugar in it. I, I like it. It's, it tastes good just the way it is. Only two bucks. Shine a light on. Boom. Oh, yeah. Good morning, Aloha Biscuiteers. Welcome in to the historic Biscuits and Gravy Amphitheater. We are so happy to be here. I'm the host of the Biscuits and Gravy We're out show. of the bunker. In the studio today, we have the one, the only, my cohort, my co-host, my co-something, comedian extraordinaire Vincent Fodi in the studio today. I'm feeling so good. You should be feeling good. Are you good. feeling good on a Wednesday? I know I am. You ready to do some gravy train activities today? Yeah. You're riding the gravy train with biscuits and gravy. Coming up on the show, we're going to talk about the CEO of Dippin' Dots doing revenge porn. Ooh! <laughs> let's dip into that dot later. Plus, did you know like cops do cocaine? We're going to talk about an Australian cop that did cocaine. Now is a porn star. We have so much to talk about on Morningwood today, baby. He got fired, I believe, for doing a line of cocaine off of a stripper's butt? Uh, or breasts, actually. You, you must have misread the article. Oh, really? Which is, uh, I think it's harder to do off the butt, but, you know, who knows? It's down under, so it's reversed, right? Right. <laughs> I think they're upside down. Thanks down for tuning there. in to KAKU, KAKU, 88.5, the voice of... Gravy? The Biscuits and Gravy Show is a nonprofit educational radio show proudly supported by lovely community-minded celebrity sponsors like Paul Rubin's Beef Jerky. Hey, Vince. Need a shot of protein? <laughs> Nobody knows more about jerk meat than Paul Rubens. It's a great snack to take to the movies. Today's show is also provided in part by Beyonce's Homemade Preserves. I don't think you're ready for this jelly. Mm. Beyonce's Homemade Preserves. Wow, it is so great to be here. Back in the historic Biscuits and Gravy Amphitheater. I know we were How in the Biscuit Bunker today? for so long, and it just feels good to be back in front of a live studio audience. Mm, the liveliest. And in an air-conditioned room where we can record without sweating. Uh, well, it feels so good in here. I still might sweat. Yeah, uh, We have actual bit. PSAs to read today, Vincent Fody. Of course, we are the Biscuit News Network. Wait, so really? So we want to remind listeners of Maui that there's free pastries offered at a vaccine clinic. Wait, free pastries? Free pastries. And guess what? Some of them might be scones. Do you know what they call scones in other countries? What? Biscuits! Oh, okay. The University of Hawaii Maui College, which was a junior college, and then got rebranded without graduating. anything. <laughs> They're going to hold two COVID-19 vaccination clinics this week. And guess what? The first 40 people get free pastries. Uh-huh. Wow. Yeah, now, dude. What if you're already vaccinated? Can you still go get the free pastries? It doesn't say. So you know what? Because I feel like I should be rewarded for having already gotten the vaccine. I, got I know they're trying to like coax people into getting the vaccine. By joints roaring. for jabs, bro. Yeah. A lot of places have been doing that. Uh, Ohio had like a lottery where if you got the if you got vaccinated, you got input into a lottery where you could win like a million dollars. Budweiser was giving free stuff away. Yeah. There's, some states are giving away like free joints and stuff if you get vaccinated. Not Hawaii. Hawaii, I guess they're giving away pastries. Yeah, now that 57% of people are vaccinated, now they're giving away the pastries. Come on. Yeah, come on. Get, come on. They should be giving away pastries to the, the good, upstanding citizens that have already done their part and got vaccinated. You hear that, government? Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm. Oh, did you have a good Juneteenth, Chuck? <laughs> I did have a good Juneteenth. Of course, I went to Ikea for Juneteenth. Oh, no. Did you hear about this? Yeah. So Juneteenth, guys, is a new national holiday. Uh, what I like about Juneteenth is that it takes something from Texas, a state that constantly says it's going to leave the Union. And makes that so. June nineteenth is the day that slaves actually. Can in we just Texas, can we just celebrate? Free. Can we just take a moment and think about how awesome it is that we've gotten a new holiday? Yeah, dude. When was all about it? Hold on, actually, I, I didn't look this up. I probably should have. When was the last time that we got a new federal holiday? Hmm. Was it I mean, Obama changed, Day? Is Obama's birthday a holiday yet? They changed uh, October twelfth from. 
you know, Dirty Italian Day to Native American. Uh, they, they, no, they changed it from Columbus Day to um, Indigenous People Appreciation Day or something like that. Yep, but now we got a whole new holiday, Which everybody. is weird because ho- there was like, I think there was like 48 states that that do Indigenous People Day, and there was like two holdouts, and I think yep. Hawaii was one of the last to... <laughs> Hawaii was one of the last people to hold out on switching over from Columbus Day to Indigenous People Day. But no one held Day. out on Juneteenth, everybody, so come on, man! Well, I wouldn't say nobody held out. There's one specific group of people that are not stoked about Juneteenth. <laughs> It was, who, who wouldn't be stoked about Juneteenth? It was uh, the Republicans. Oh, that's right. So Juneteenth was the day that slavery ended, or as Republicans like to call it, rubbing it in. <laughs> <laughs> now, but of course, Republicans—they were not—they were Republicans not happy about the, the, slaves, the, the end of slavery. And in response, the well, Democrats, I mean modern—I mean modern-day Republicans. Uh, they wouldn't. Yeah, the modern-day Republicans are so different. We sound like David Pakman. Uh, is this, is know, this an extension right of the, Dave, after, the David Pakman show? <laughs> I want to talk about porn news, baby. Yeah, so it's just... Oh, I didn't watch Rick and Morty. Are you going to spoil it for it's me? Just, at least we got Juneteenth turned into a holiday. Mm-hmm. So, and then uh, what did Ikea do to celebrate it overseas? <laughs> do we, it wasn't overseas. It was in Atlanta. Oh, no! Wait, you thought that was overseas? Yeah. No. Oh, no. <laughs> this was in Atlanta. I'll... I'll Okay, so Ikea. There was Ikea in Atlanta, and, you know, they changed their employee menu every day. And so I guess like on Fourth of July they'll do like hot dogs and hamburgers and stuff. You know they they kind of try to do themed employee menus mm-hmm. around holidays. So for Juneteenth, for some reason I guess um, the black employees were not consulted when they were making the menu. Huh. It was just uh, some white people went ahead and made a menu and said, "What do black people like to eat?" And of course they came up with fried chicken and watermelon and collard greens. Uh, and so there was a huge outrage. And uh, a lot of people left work in protest and went home. By the way, fried chicken, watermelon, amazing. Right. But don't and I know, I know. I mean, I, this isn't like a 1930s <laughs> Disney cartoon. Yeah. At least we're getting a holiday out of it. Just, but just be happy about it. not completely ended. Uh, they're still fighting Amazon unionization, right? Right. That's true. Mm-hmm. That's also true. Yeah. Maybe so, someday we'll end slavery. Yeah. And Hershey's still has slaves, right? Hershey's, Nestle. In more ways than one. Anybody that makes chocolate still employs slaves. By the way, can I just say Juneteenth? Not a great name for the holiday. No. It's it's no! it's a combination of June and nineteenth. But, yeah, but dude, you should Juneteenth? just you should just call it June nineteenth. Yeah. It's not Juneteenth because that that doesn't tell you when it is. Like for that'd be like if Fourth of July was called July. Th- yeah. <laughs> Or if Cinco de Mayo was called Cinco. Also, Cinco de Mayo, not a national holiday yet. Or Sayo. Yeah, Juneteenth, not a great name, unfortunately. Coming up with the show, we got Chuck Stuff, the Knowledge Buffalo, where I prove that I'm the smartest buffalo in the room. Vince Fodi's been scouring the TV. He's going to spoil some stuff for me. Is that as high as the auxiliary goes? Yeah, dude. Unless you're on aux one. Let's try it. Try it again. There we go. There we go. Have the Oggs is switched. <sighs> Can I just say, I do... Dave Chappelle said, like, if you don't like fried chicken and watermelon, there's something wrong with you. Yeah. This fried chicken and watermelon is delicious. It's just insensitive that... Why not consult Why not consult the African-American members of your staff and ask them what they want yeah, for Juneteenth? You know what they would answer? The day off! Yeah. I can't wait to have the day off for Juneteenth. Uh-huh. Maybe next year. Mm-hmm. Maybe next year we'll all have off. Actually, I did have off for Juneteenth because it was on a Sunday, and my, the place I work is closed on Sundays. Abraham Lincoln was just in the pocket of big trains. <laughs> Read about it, guys. Um, oh, I got a follow-up junction for you. Ooh, Here, baby. let me blow the train whistle. You're going to get AIDS, but do it. Yeah! So for follow-up junction, remember last week we were talking about Conan O'Brien? Uh-huh. He smoked weed! Sorry if I ruined it for everybody. Wait, what? Did Conan O'Brien smoked weed with Seth Rogen on his show. On his show? Yeah. Wait, on Conan's show or uh, on Seth Rogen's show? I don't does, know. Does Seth Rogen have a show? I mean, he might have a podcast because every, they'll give anyone a radio show. Yeah, anybody can have a podcast. By the way, don't forget to like and subscribe. You can find Biscuits and Gravy 808 
on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. That's Biscuits and Gravy 808. Don't forget you can check us out on Instagram, Biscuits and Gravy 808. We also have a Patreon. You can find us at Biscuits and Gravy 808. Our lowest and only tier is called the Biscuit Tier. The Biscuit Tier! And uh, that's only a dollar. For you Biscuiteers. So there's lots of great content. I put a video of me on the Patreon of me eating a gummy burger. Ooh. Does it taste like burger? <laughs> the ju- uh, it tastes like neither gummy nor burger. <laughs> Somewhere in between. It was also very greasy for some reason. Whoa! Which I wasn't expecting, but you can find that on the Patreon. And don't forget, if if you're listening to us on the radio, you can listen to all the old back episodes on uh, Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Just look us up, Biscuits and Gravy 808. Yep. And uh, funny for the Biscuits and Gravy show comes from lovely community-minded celebrity sponsors like Macaulay Culkin's Calk Guns. No one handles caulk like Macaulay Culkin. Don't remodel your home alone. And also by Tara Reads Audiobooks. When you need someone to read it to you, Tara Reads. Coming up on the show, we got Gluttony Club. Ooh, we got Morningwood. We got a lot to talk about for Morningwood, apparently. We got so much to talk about for Morningwood. And also for Gluttony Club. And spoiler alert, we've got a, a very packed show today, Chuck. Ooh, baby, baby, let's jump on in. Um, but let's talk a little bit more about Conan O'Brien. Conan O'Brien, uh, it turned out that when he left NBC because... They tried to push his show back, and then he was like, "Well, it's not the it's, night. it's not the early. Tonight Show if it's if it's on later at night." And so he resigned, and he went to court, and actually won against NBC. And NBC had to pay him out for his entire contract uh, for for booting him off the show, and he was awarded forty five million dollars. Oh, we had a big debate last week on how much it was about how much it was. Right? We said I it was... said something on the tune of two hundred thirty eight million dollars. <laughs> And I said something that it, I think I said it was like $50 million. So it turns out the actual amount that he got was $45 million, which is still nothing to sneeze at. Um, and it he also, also the one and only time on the show that we made up something on the top of our head. And that, we're just off by a little bit. <laughs> uh, which is also interesting. He also had a part of the $45 million payout was included in that was a non-compete clause, mm-hmm. which, me- which meant he wasn't allowed to go to another network. And do his show on another network for at least a year. Yep. Um, which basically was like, we'll give you $45 million, but you have to promise not to work. For a year. <laughs> for a year. And then remember the Save Team Coco campaign. We all remember right. the Save Team Coco campaign. And, and I, I mean, that's like the best of both worlds. I would love That's pretty much what I got from the Hawaii government. For during COVID, where they're like, "All right, we'll give you a bunch of money, but you have to promise not to work." Promise. I was like, "I was like, okay, you got me, Hawaii. Promise not to <laughs> work just, for a year. I'll just take my unemployment money and go sit on the beach and have fun." Communists. For That's an, what the government for, wants you for to an do, entire baby. year. I I got unemployment for a little over a year. How are you supposed to fight the cabal, the new world order, the liberal elites, the shape shifting demonoid lizard people, if you're not virile and working, bro? I mean, I was virile. It just wasn't working. Oh, all right. <laughs> but, I mean, that's that's like such a great thing where somebody's like, we'll give you $45 million, but you have to promise not to work. Promise. You have to promise not to work or do anything. And Conan O'Brien was like, okay, mm-hmm. I promise. So I got to go check out this him smoking weed. I didn't. I don't know if did he did he say if he had ever smoked weed before? You know what? I've yet to watch it. Because Conan O'Brien, he doesn't strike me as like a stoner. Have you seen some of the videos he made during quarantine, though? Mm, yeah. He had this video about how to make your own hand sanitizer, and it was just him drinking a bottle of Tito's and then pouring the rest of it into a thing of Nivea. <laughs> I did see that, actually. I, saw, I think you sent me that video. So, but, I mean, I've been watching Conan O'Brien for, like, 30 years. Yeah. I mean, he co-wrote the best seasons of The Simpsons. Right. And he was a writer on Saturday Night Live. The best seasons. Harvard graduate. He he wrote what is arguably the best episode of Simpsons, which is the monorail episode. Monorail. Um and Monorail. I, and I love Late Night with Conan O'Brien. I I watched that for, uh, for years, pretty much up until until the show ended. I watched that show for almost twenty years. I think they were on the air. So, I mean, I just love Conan, but I've never seen him say or do anything, even mention marijuana before. Never. Um, but now that his show is coming to an end. So the, the cat's finally out of the bag. I got to watch that. that. Seth Rogen smokes weed, too. There Who was uh, there. <laughs> 
But I, I gotta watch that. That's like when Elon Musk smoked weed on Joe Rogan's podcast. Yeah, that was a that was a fun episode. I've been listening if you've never seen of, that, highly recommend checking highly it out. Highly recommend it. Um, there's also there's an episode of Bill Maher where I love Bill Maher. I think it was Joe. Zach Galifianakis came on. Zach Galifianakis from The Hangover, of course. Everybody and from knows many other yeah. celebrated movies. And from Live at Former the Purple Onion, President Barack Obama. We know who he is, David Pakman. <laughs> I know who Barack Obama is. <laughs> there's a weed strain named after him. Disgraced that's, President that's, Trump. <laughs> we know who Trump is. <laughs> Disgraced former president. <laughs> um, Remember that news clink I, sh- link I showed you, and it was disgraced meteorologist. <laughs> disgraced meteorologist. Disgraced meteorologist. I'm like, yeah. Disgraced meteorologist. He's on our team. Donald Trump. Um, <laughs> so Zach Galifianakis went on Bill Maher, and they, while they were recording live, it's called real time because they they record the show live. Uh-huh. Um, he sparked up a joint and started passing it around. And nice. some of the people were like, some of the guests were like looking at it and smelling it, thinking it was a gag. And they're like, "Oh, that's actual real marijuana." Uh-huh. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure Bill hit it too. Yeah, yeah. That was uh, I think that was right before marijuana got legalized in California. So it wasn't technically legal at the time, but you know how that Zach Galifianakis is, always up to shenanigans. I saw uh, him, Bill Maher, I went to his show, his filming once, actually right before I moved out here. Oh, really? I, uh, I When I was planning my trip to move to Hawaii, it was exactly $420 to go from Connecticut <laughs> to L.A., L.A. for a couple days, and then to Hawaii. And, and Bill Maher, on. of course, big stoner. So we Marijuana went saw, rights advocate for a long, long time before so it was cool. We're walking down uh, L.A. and we're getting accosted by people. And then I yell at somebody really violently, as I do, because I have a terrible temper. Mm-hmm. And he's like, hey, man, I'm just trying to give you free tickets to see Bill Maher. And I'm like, oh, hey, man, I'm a real jerk. I'm very sorry about that. Then we saw him and he was so <laughs> funny. He does his own warm up. Usually when you go to these shows like us, we have a comedian that comes up before us and warms up the crowd, <laughs> yeah. you know? He does his own warm-up for the show. <laughs> Tony Tutox is our warm-up guy. He warms up the crowd <laughs> for us. physically warming up the crowd. <laughs> but he comes on in, and you know, they're supposed to say, like, where the fire exits are. He does a bunch of Mormon jokes, and he's like, if I burn this to the ground, you guys know where to go. Exit here, exit here, exit here. He's pretty good. He's very affable. Nice. Yeah. I like Mormon jokes. I know. He really was, like, pooping on him that day. Wow. Do I you know. know that there's a Mormon version of The Bachelor where everyone wins? Hey, Every, no. Everyone's a winner on the Mormon that a, Bachelor. That was a mixed reaction. There's more wow. roses than girls on the Mormon Bachelor. Thanks for tuning in to KAKU, KAKU, 88.5, the voice of gravy. This is the Biscuits and Gravy Show. I'm Chuck Sauce. He's Vince Fodi. And we're just tackling on the world's greatest problems here. We're just talking it out. Did you know that tomorrow, uh, so today's June Tomorrow's 23rd. is always a day away. Today's hey. June 23rd. It's uh, three days after Juneteenth uh-huh. is how I'll always remember it. <laughs> um, but tomorrow is uh, the 24th, which is the last day of the uh, Conan O'Brien show. That's, oh. Tomorrow's is the last episode of the Conan O'Brien TBS show. Conan O'Brien. So if you're a fan of Conan, tune in for that last show. It's the end of an era. Mm. Um, his his show is finally ending after 11 years on TBS. I can't believe it's been 11 years since that NBC debacle, which is probably why we couldn't remember NBC, how much money he was paid out. 30 Rock uh, kind of they really screwed the pooch there at NBC. NBC doesn't really have anything going right now. No, no, no. They have a great video platform called Peacock. Oh, called Peacock. Vincent (laughs) Foti. Holy Lord. I am subscribed to Peacock because there was something on Peacock that I wanted to watch. I think we were watching like Community or something on there. Or not Community, Parks and Rec. Oh, yeah. I think for a while we were watching Parks and Rec on there or something. I don't know, man. But Peacock, what a debacle that was also. My favorite thing about Peacock is watching uh, Law and Order episodes. <laughs> he doesn't know anything. He just sits around eating biscuits. And a hobby, I tell him. I know things, Ma. Ungrateful biscuit eating son of a. All right. And that was front <laughs> of the show, Vincent D'Onofrio. You're a son of a biscuit eater, Chuck. Son of a biscuit eater. And I thank you for the guests for being very patient on that reveal. Mucho apreciado. Yes, that was a long walk to get there, but we got there. So coming up in the next couple episodes of Biscuits and Gravy, we are going to knock the tops off of your heads, everybody. We said it here that first that sound whales good. don't exist. Guess what, Vincent Foti? I propose...
Sharks may not exist. Oh, yeah. This was something I sent you. Sharks may not exist. Not only did we prove that whales don't exist. Uh-huh. <laughs> but unequivocally. Tucker Carlson? We're not the only ones doing good, good research. Hey, without Tucker Carlson, we wouldn't have um, TV dinners. Get you're tuckered out. You know he's the heiress of the of the TV dinner fortune. Really? The Swanson? No. Yeah, he really? Was, he was born with a, oh. a silver spoon that he used to eat TV dinners, apparently. And children. <laughs> Um, but yes, not only did we prove that whales don't exist, we also recently found out that there's never been a video or a sighting by scientists of great white sharks giving birth. And the great white shark supremacists are really hating this right now. Yes. Mm-hmm. And so do our great white sharks just a creation of the media to sell us Shark Week merchandise? Well... Did they did Discovery invent great white sharks? I've been on 8chan lately where I get most of my information. Oh, it's back, baby. dear. And uh, you know who made the famous shark movie, right? Um, Steven Spielberg? Yep. And you know who feeds us all the lies? Right. The Zionist uh, liberal elite, baby. Steven Spielberg is Jewish. Uh-huh. And he, he made that, um, that fake documentary about that thing that never happened called... Uh-huh. Schindler's List. <laughs> oh my God! Don't you dare! I watched Borat, the Borat Two, recently. Wait, I, uh, apparently we've just been kicked off the air. Yeah, don't say that. We can't go. I gotta talk about Australia later. You can't deny it in Australia. You're losing a third of our southern audience. Wait, you're not allowed to deny the, the Holocaust. Hol- yeah, you're also not allowed to deny it in Germany. You also you're not allowed to own a copy of Mein Kampf in Germany. Oh. Wow. which is good. Huh. I mean, like, I'm not for banning books or anything, but, you know. Maybe there's some stuff that should be, you know. Also, he didn't have that much of a no, struggle. I don't, I don't think he, he was should. He kind of like a nandipambi <laughs> pain in the beat. The only struggle that Hitler had was his struggle to become an artist, and uh-huh. then he failed because he was not that great of an artist. Yep. So then he decided to kill all the Jews, I guess? <sighs> Who doesn't knows? really seem fair. He had a lot of diet problems, too. But anyway, the la- so the last episode of Conan O'Brien is going to air tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> Next week. <laughs> a little bit of a tangent there oh, baby. that we went on. But tomorrow, June 24th, is the final episode of Conan O'Brien. And so it's the end of an era. But if you're a Conan O'Brien fan, don't worry. He still has his podcast, which is called... Don't give a podcast to anybody. It's called Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend. And... I just heard that he inked a deal with HBO where he's going to have a like a weekly variety show. Oh, like John Oliver style. Yeah, exactly. Like so instead of it being every night, he'll probably just do his wacky Conan antics and it'll be once a year. <laughs> nice. And, uh, you know, he's always been like the absurd comedy guy. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're looking forward to seeing what what form that's going to take on Favorite HBO Max. gag he, Conan O'Brien never did is he used to have the lever where he'd pull it. And it would be random oh, the, Chuck Norris, the, Walker, Texas the Ranger Walker, clips. Texas Ranger lever. Yeah. Which is one of my, my favorite Conan O'Brien clip of all time is the band Walker, Texas Ranger clip. Yep, where Haley Joe Haley Osmond. Joe Osmond. <laughs> Haley Joe Osmond, friend of the show. Biscuit boy himself. <laughs> he goes, Walker told me I have AIDS. <laughs> <laughs> That's a real clip, people. Look it up. <laughs> yep. Oh, lordy. Because Conan's reaction is what makes it so funny. He just stands up in complete silence and walks away from his desk. <laughs> mm-hmm. So good. And also, of course, the masturbating bear. Of course. I remember when I was a kid watching Conan O'Brien and me and we I had a sleepover at my friend's house and we stayed. We stayed up adorbs. We stayed up late and we were watching late night with Conan O'Brien. And the uh, the masturbating bear came on and I could not believe it. So crazy. I remember being like, I can't believe adults let this on television. (laughs) (laughs) And I've been a Conan O'Brien fan ever since. Good to know. Yeah, monorail. So I'm gonna I'm gonna miss Conan, but we're looking forward to seeing his HBO Max show. Yeah. All right. You well, since we're about halfway through the show already, let's, you want to get in the Morningwood. Since we're yeah, let's we're gonna talk a little about Morningwood. Can we uh, hear a little sponsor from our visitors down under in Australiaville? Uh, yeah, that sounds good. Are we, gonna, wanna... are we gonna do a real? Are we gonna? Take a break for a real sponsor, Yeah, too? yeah, absolutely. And okay. I just want to remind our listeners, thanks for tuning in to Community-Minded, listener-supported, educational Biscuits and Gravy show right here on KAKU. KAKU, the voice of Gravy Maui. <laughs> Funny for the Biscuits and Gravy show and such highbrow entertainment as Sharks Don't Exist. It's brought to us in part by lovely community-minded celebrity sponsors like Jason Bateman's Fishing Supplies. A master fisherman needs a master Bateman. 
Bend over, Abigail May, because here comes a gravy pipe. Biscuits and gravy also wouldn't have been possible without help from Benedict Cumberbatch's dictionaries. Have no worries with Benedictionaries. Gee who? And of course, Christoph Waltz's dance studio. Do you want to tango like Django? You'll be an inglorious dancer at Christoph Waltz's <laughs> dance studio. I love it, Vincent Foti. I love having home cooked conversation with you, Vincent Foti. All right, so before we do Morningwood, do you want to take a break? Or do you want to do a quick morning wood? Let's do the quickest of the morning woods, everybody. First of all, morning wood, no deaths this week in the mainstream porn world. No porn stars have died this week. So nope. thank Dakota your, Sky. Thank your lucky biscuits. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the big guys watching down on all of the porn stars now, this week. We have a lot to talk about for morning wood, but we are going to have to keep this like the abridged best version of morning wood. So okay. Just We're not quickie. going full on 42 minute browsers. Okay. We're doing like the re-edited version. Just a compilation. The comp- the good stuff here. I watched one with Gabby Carter where it was a video in every corner. It was like four Gabby Carter videos going on at once. Wow. It was insane. It's like run Lola run. And I was still late for work. Anywho. Um, okay. So uh, we should mention, we can't not mention this, Lana Rhodes is on Island. Yeah, dude. Friend of the show and hero to myself, Lana Rhodes, mm-hmm. uh, feminist. Extraordinaire. Extraordinaire and uh, por- and millionaire. Women rights activist. Self-made millionaire. Lana Rhodes is on Island right now because I happen to follow Staying her. Staying at the Four Seasons. On saying. Instagram. Guys, this is why you have to follow your favorite porn stars on Instagram. Because and the Biscuits and Gravy 808. Because then... <laughs> <laughs> I would have no way of knowing that she was on island because she didn't she didn't say anything on it on her Twitter account. Nope. But then she posted a picture of her on Maui. She posted on, mad on her Instagram of her on Maui. a couple uh-huh. days ago, and I was like, oh, "Lana Rhodes is on Maui." Now she is does her own podcast. It's called Three Girls One Kitchen. <laughs> Wait, she has a podcast? Yeah, she has a podcast, and I'm not making this up, everybody. It's a fake cooking show. Wait, really? Yeah. Wow. It's called Three Girls, One Kitchen. We should sue her. I have no idea what that is an allusion to. And. <laughs> <laughs> allusion. Allusion. Not illusion. Allusion. <laughs> I know. So good for her, man. Wow. Lana Rose. A podcast that's a fake cooking show? The Road More Traveled. That She's sounds... pregnant. Oh, yeah. She's she pregnant. She lashed out. People said your, your child's got a terrible a... life. But she's like, Why? I'm rich, baby. Yeah, she's like, I'm rich. And, uh, yeah, she just... That's a rags to riches story. I won't tell you what kind of rags. She has a $3 million house. She's doing okay for herself. That's 800 square feet in South Kihei. And she made made a bunch of money off OnlyFans. And speaking of OnlyFans, this is our other little tidbit that I have for Morningwood. OnlyFans is trying to pivot away from porn. I heard! They want to... I guess go public yeah, or, or get backed and then become like a billion dollar company. But the only thing is OnlyFans, it's bread and butter is pornography. OnlyFans is trying to pivot away for financial reasons away from pornography. But Lame. the only thing that they're not getting is that there's already social media platforms for sharing content and for like Patreon exists. Yeah. Don't forget, check out Biscuits and Gravy 808 on Patreon. Instagram. Like, you can just put little smiley faces over your nipples. It's good yeah, to go. Yeah. Like you can already share videos and you can get you can get funding on stuff like Patreon or TikTok or anything like that. So OnlyFans, the only purpose that it serves, the only hole that it fills, if you will, <laughs> is pornography. And so if we – they have they learned nothing from Tumblr. Remember Tumblr? Yeah, dude. Tumblr was a social media website. It had tons of pornography on it. Then Tumblr they, also had like underage they got, nude stuff. They, they got bought by like Yahoo and Yahoo was like, okay, we're going to shut down. Yahoo made all the wrong business decisions. <laughs> yeah. There are a bunch of Yahoos. Yahoo was like, okay, we're going we're gonna to stop doing porn on here. And then it went – I think they bought it for like a billion dollars and now it was worth when they when they sold it it was worth like three million dollars yes like the that's a big can, loss it completely deflated and i'm pretty sure tumblr is like shut down now is yeah. tumblr even still around if you take the porn it will deflate right exactly mm-hmm. so only fans uh-huh. learn your lesson from tumblr don't get rid of the porn don't try to pivot away just stay in your lane do what you do best they made 400 million dollars last year by selling people porn just stay what you are and do what you do best. OnlyFans. I have another news story for OnlyFans right now. You know What's how that? cops are always never saving the day and always doing cocaine? Yeah. Well, it turns out sometimes, not in America, but in Australia, police officers that get caught doing cocaine get fired. 
Right. Which is weird. It's bizarre. A police officer got fired? Yeah. That's crazy. Then the police officer joined forces with the Playboy Playmate, and they do OnlyFans together. That's not what NWA meant when they <laughs> said, F the police, Vincent Vody. Yeah, so now he has pivoted into being a porn star. Pivoted into something else, that's baby, the, baby. the opposite uh-huh. of what OnlyFans is trying to uh-huh. do. So good for him. First of all, if you're a cop, you should be allowed to do cocaine off strippers. Oh, of course. Right? I mean, I mean isn't, it, isn't that legal in Hawaii? Mm-hmm. <laughs> isn't there? A... Uh-huh. Is now, it... another 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 story I got from Morningwood. Okay. And this is also targeting the lamestream media. I read a headline this morning. Dip and Dots CEO Scott Fisher sent revenge porn or made revenge porn about one of his exes. Right. He was trying to... Not... What is revenge porn? He sent a couple nude pics to the woman's mom. That's just spiteful. Yeah. You're not allowed to do that, though, because actually just recently they just passed a bunch of revenge porn laws. It's called Vincent's Law. <laughs> <laughs> Which means if you if you have naked pictures of somebody and then you break up, you can't post them online or send them to other people to spite them. You heard that, everybody. Biscuiteers, gravy gals alike. You get naked pictures of your ex, you keep that to yourself. And I think it was all over. Do not send it to thebiscuitsandgravy at gmail.com. He was trying to get custody of the dog, and that's what they were arguing about. What? And so, what a dog! And so he posted he sent revenge porn pictures of her around and now he's being now he's being tried and sued I think because you're not allowed to do that. They just passed all these laws guys. So also, this how is like is one Dippin of the Dots still around. Like do people like really go to amusement parks anymore? It's the only Dippin Dots. Dippin Dots are good. They have them in in the store. Like if you go to Foodland right now there's Dippin Dots. They got Dippin Dots? It's either a Foodland or Safeway. I know they have yeah. a they have like a little Dippin Dots thing. That little BBs of like yeah. little like coated ice cream. Dippin' balls. dots are good. Also, when I was looking up this thing about OnlyFans, I, I found out that did you get distracted? one of the top one of the top ten social media websites right now is LinkedIn. Ugh. People are still using what? LinkedIn. What is LinkedIn? What? Like I thought people stopped using LinkedIn like fifteen years ago. I don't And appara- even, apparently I don't know, people bro. are still using LinkedIn. Hmm. Why? We ask the deep questions here on the Biscuits and Gravy <laughs> if Show. You know, if you use LinkedIn or someone you know uses LinkedIn, give, give us a call, call 808-873-3435. Or email us at thebiscuitsandgravy at gmail.com. Also, if you have any questions you want to ask to Chuck live on the air, send them to thebiscuitsandgravy at gmail.com. That's thebiscuitsandgravy at gmail.com. We'll ask them to Chuck live on the air. Coming on the show, we got Chuck Stuff the Knowledge Buffalo. Can you stump the Buffalo? LinkedIn. I know, bro. We got Spoiler Alert. We got Gluttony Club and so much more. So thanks for tuning in. Thanks for liking, subscribing, and making the Biscuits and Gravy Show a part of your day. Can you add me on LinkedIn, Chuck? You never you never responded to my, my LinkedIn request. If I'm on LinkedIn, it's like my mom trying to make an I was going to say friend request, but I don't think it's, I don't it's, think not it's friend. friends. It's not friends. It's links. All right. Let's have a, a quick listen from our uh, sister station, Down Under. Okay. We're going to take a quick actual break for people who, for some reason, pay for this show. And then coming back, we're going to have lots <laughs> more biscuits and gravy home conversation. Okay, so this is uh, one of our sister stations in Australia. This is our, our, our friends called Shrimp and the Barbie. So mm-hmm. we're going to hear from them, and then we'll be right back after some met some sponsors. Thanks, Vince. Well, hello there. You like cooking? How about comedy? How about cooking? Well, if so... Tune in every Wednesday at 11 to Shrimp and the Bobby. You'll hear such segments as Comedy Billabong, Chanda Club, and Chuck Stuff the Knowledge Wallaby. So don't forget to tune in every Wednesday at 11 to 88.5 CROC, The Voice, Bobby. And give. <laughs> <laughs> Yikes. 80s. <laughs> We are the Biscuits and Gravy Show. We are just tackling all the fake shark news here, everybody, okay? <laughs> We're calling out all the lamestream media. Is it poor? It's just pictures? This is a philosophical debate, Vincent Bodie. I think Bode. so. Oh, I right. mean, even they even have audio porn, remember? We, oh, baby! We covered what that. Was that redhead? What was that redhead? That was a redhead that got their own TV show now. 
uh, Madeline Ward. Oh my god, she's the sexiest audio porn, bro. Yeah, ah. she. Yeah, there, there's like a whole website that is just oh, dedicated to website, to just audio porn. Oh, so boy. I think porn can come in many different shapes and sizes. There's a movie called uh, from the '80s. I think it's called Sneakers or something like that. Oh yeah, the kids' heads explode. And no, that's um, that's. A different movie. Oh, I think it's also sneakers. But continue. <laughs> uh, where the there's a blind guy and he has a a braille Playboy. Ooh. Which I don't know if it's if it's just the articles or if the actual women are in braille. I don't know. Hmm. I'm gonna have to look that up. Braille Playboy. Maybe hmm. we can buy one on eBay. Probably. Hmm. Today's show is brought to us by Edward Norton's antivirus. Do you have a primal fear of malware? Don't wait until the 25th hour to protect your computer. <laughs> A subsidiary of Kenny Loggins Cybersecurity. <laughs> Trust your logins to logins. <laughs> Today's show is brought to us apart by Benedict Cumberbatch's Slumber Mattresses. Stop it. <laughs> Available exclusively at Chris Tucker's Mattresses. Get tucked in when you're tuckered out. And also by Christopher Plummer's Plums, a subsidiary of Brad Pitt's Peaches. Scanners is the movie you're thinking of. Scanners oh, is right. the one where the guy's head explodes. They have, like, telekinesis power to explode people's heads. I'm sure Tony knows that. Scanners! And today's show is underwritten in part by James Franco's Hot Dogs. His Franks are, frankly, the best. I'm going to murder me. I think it's called Sneakers. It's not called Sleepers. Sleepers is the one where Kevin Bacon is the prison guard. Oh. Is that the one where they push the hot dog cart down the... You know is what I'm talking about? Is that the one where... Oh, they sexually abuse somebody. Yeah. Okay. Oh, so I'm getting a spam alert right You ready now. to do Gluttony Club? Sure. All right. Let's talk Gluttony Club, Chuck. As oh, I mentioned yeah. earlier... I finally received my gummy burger in the mail. What is a gummy burger? <laughs> a gu- well, okay, so we all, we've all had the gummy burgers, which are like the little small ones. Uh-huh. They're like 15 cents in the store. It's like a gummy worm, but it's shaped so it looks like a hamburger. And so... So you got the bun, the burger, the lettuce, the tomato. Yeah, and so like last week I had this dream that I was eating a giant-sized gummy burger, uh-huh. and then I woke up and I looked online, and it turns out they're real. And so I, I went on Amazon, I bought one, it got shipped to my house, and then I ate it. So dreams do come true. <laughs> Thanks to Jeff Bezos for making dreams come true. Uh, my All my gummy-based dreams came true. Today is Amazon Prime Day, I think, right? Um, yeah. I, I want to fight the establishment, but oh, I also want to save 18 cents. I wonder if Jeff Bezos can make my Julia Louise Dreyfus dreams come true. Oh, my <laughs> lordy. Oh, so guess what? Hulu is dropping uh, Seinfeld. I heard. We're going to talk about that during spoiler alert. Ooh, baby. But, um, yeah, you know what's weird? Jeff Bezos, uh, he's such a controversial character right now. I think it's like he did something that very few people are able to do. I, I like to call it Michael Jacksoning, where... You are, explained Vincent. Fodi. Okay, so Michael Jacksoning is when you are so, so much a part of, of like society and such a such a big part, uh, so integral to society that people continue to support you even though you have done some very questionable things. So it's like we all know. We all Jeff know, Bezos has actually done terrible things. We okay? all know, Amazon workers pee in bottles and make slave labor wages. Okay, right? But we that don't does, know. That hasn't we stopped. Don't know. But that hasn't stopped anybody from using Amazon Prime. Everybody still is ordering things on Amazon, even though they know how evil Amazon is and how they treat their their employees and how evil Jeff Bezos is and how his anti unions and people still continue to order stuff on Amazon, just like. Are you telling me when Halloween comes around, you're not going to listen to Thriller? No, everybody listens to Thriller at Halloween mm-hmm. because even though Michael Jackson did some very questionable things, I mean, have you heard Off the Wall? I know. Also, similarly, when I'm at a seventh grade dance, <laughs> I listen to R. Kelly all the time. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, Step to <laughs> Why are you at seventh grade dances, Chuck? <laughs> so I guess good job, Jeff Bezos, on Michael Jacksoning. Oh. You you have become so integral to society that we're unable to stop you, even though we know that you're evil. Do you know Michael Jackson didn't know how to read uh, sheet music or play any instruments? Right, but he was still but able he, to compose music. He wrote all his songs by like humming into like tape recorders. Yeah, he was fantastic. I mean, most people most fantastic made of plastic. Most artists, most like pop artists and rock musicians, don't know how to read music mm-hmm. because you don't need to read music to be in a band. Let's talk about. Let's talk about Wendy's. Let's talk about Wendy's. Did you hear that they did a, a Wendy's pop-up that was all Rick and Morty themed? 
So there was there was a Wendy's in California. They renamed it Morty's, and so it looked like I'm so sad. It looked like Morty's face, but with the pigtails. Yeah, so it looked like a Wendy's version of Morty. Ooh, I like it. Um, so that was funny, and they they had this whole setup where it was like a drive-through where you could drive through, and they had LED screens on the side, so it looked like you were driving through like a Rick and Morty type world. And then they even had Rick and Morty themed Wendy's food. They had a pickle flavored Frosty. <sighs> They did a pickle-flavored Frosty. This is true. They did a pickle-flavored Frosty, and it had little dried pickle chip garnish on top as well. And they had, like, a Jerry, like, single burger combo for single people. That's funny. Um, so, that's, that's funny. <laughs> so that was pretty cool. And that of the show, Chris Parnell uh, voices him. Yeah, and yeah. so that was all to celebrate the new season of Rick and Morty, which just premiered. So mm-hmm. do you want to talk about that and get in the spoiler alert? I did not watch the new episode of Rick and Morty, and my girlfriend, love of my life, my girlfriend, Governor Chris Christie, warned me about this. She's like, you better watch the new episode because you're going to go into that Biscuit Amphitheater, and Vincent Fodi is going to ruin it for you, and our live audience is going to see me fall apart. Mm-hmm. Well, let's just say that the season premiere, season five premiere of Rick and Morty was really good. All the fans really enjoyed it. Uh, we finally got to meet Mr. Nimbus. I scoff. Uh, Mr. Nimbus was actually hinted at because we he was in a lot of the the promos and like teaser trailers for yeah. season five. He's the he's like the king of the sea and he's Rick's nemesis. So he was in the first episode, so we got to see that. And uh, yeah, Mr. Nimbus is the king of the sea. And he's he, like a Triton similar character, and he controls the police. And uh, I won't spoil too much, but I will say that. Um, there is a Rick little and bit, Morty die in the show. Ends. There is a little bit of a Narnia thing that they have going on. Oh, nice! Where they have this uh, this like side door that goes into a Narnia world where oh, time sweet. is different. And Jerry and Beth may or may not have a three way with Mister Nimbus at the end. Ooh boy! I sound like uh, Mister Prickly Pear right there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then also, let's not forget uh, in just a couple days, June twenty fifth, in two days from now, Fast and the Furious Nine's coming out. So you you gonna go see that with me, Chuck? <laughs> No, I'm not a Fast and the Furious fan. <laughs> and tomorrow, Conan's last episode, June 24th. His show is ending after 11 years on TBS, so don't forget to check that out. How about a uh, Handmaid's Tale spoiler? Do it, baby. Ruin it. Um, I don't know. She you was know looking what? for his da- her daughter, right? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. So for Handmaid's Tale season four, June, she finally got out of she finally got out of Gilead. So everybody was, like, stoked about that. But then... Gilead's the country that would have happened if Trump won again, right? Right. Gilead was like America had turned into this theocracy. And so the guy who ran Gilead, he got tricked into coming out and coming to Canada, and uh, they arrested him because he thought he was, like, coming to, like, make a negotiation, and they arrested him, and he was in jail. South Park did it. And then uh, while he was in jail... He started making this deal where he was telling all the secrets of Gilead. So Ooh, secrets of Gilead. So he was going to get immunity, and so June was really upset because they're like, they're going to let this guy go and go free, and then he's just going to be free to do whatever he wants. But then they came up to, with this thing where they're like, instead of giving him immunity, we're going to trade him back to Gilead because Gilead was mad that he was giving up all their secrets, like a piece of meat. So they traded him back to Gilead, and then once he got back to Gilead, he was in this no man zone. And they set it up so that uh, he could be attacked and killed. And so June and all the other like handmaids ganged up and beat the crap out of him and beat him to death. Now they're good actresses because they're not all hot. And she it was a really good actress. It was very cathartic. End of season four. We finally got to see this guy get the crap kicked out of him, literally and figuratively. Nice. And now he's dead. And now yeah. his wife is going to stay in jail now and not get out. And her baby is probably going to be taken away from her because she ended up getting pregnant. Oh. So, very good end to season four of The Handmaid's Tale. Uh, if you have Netflix, you should be watching Sweet Tooth. Oh, is that good? For some, It's pretty good. I watched the first, like, four or five episodes. That's where, like, the kids are animals and people are hunting them. Yeah, it's like there's, like, a pandemic and at the Ooh, same time... Unrelatable. At the same time, all these, like, animal-human hybrids are born. So, of course, they blame the pan- they blame the virus on the hybrids and they start hunting them down. So Can you believe that in the middle of a pandemic, the hive mind that is the smart intellectual people of this universe would, would spread blame, false information? Yeah, would spread false information <laughs> and blame the wrong thing? I find that hard to believe. 
believe. <laughs> so unrelatable. What is also hard to believe is that it's actually based on a DC property. It's like a DC comic that it was originally based on. Oh, and for some reason, it's not on HBO, who is owned by Warner Media, who has all the DC properties. For oh. some reason, it's on Netflix, which I'm not sure how they pulled that one off. But it's pretty good. If you haven't seen it yet, check it out. It's a, it's a fun show. I think there's only 10 episodes in the first season. And if you haven't seen the show, I hope I'm pronouncing it right. It's called... Seinfeld? Seinfeld, yeah. Uh, also on Netflix. So Hulu is finally dropping Seinfeld and who and Netflix is picking it up. Oh, okay. Sweet. So there's going to be like three months in between where you're not going to be able to see it on either one. Um, but then starting in September, all of Seinfeld will be available on Netflix for streaming. So if, you, if you're one of those people that doesn't like Hulu like me, huh. um, even though I have... I have Hulu because I think I get it from you, Chuck. Yeah, dog. Uh-huh. <laughs> but uh, if you don't have Hulu and you're a big Seinfeld fan, you'll finally be able to watch Seinfeld again on Netflix. Well, wake me up when September ends. I can't look forward to it enough. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, and then also, as far as Disney Plus goes, should we talk about The Rocketeer? Yes, I do want to talk about The Rocketeer. Thank you so much for bringing this up, Vincent. I know me. you're very excited about The and Rocketeer. And I want to thank all of our listeners for tuning in to KAKU, KAKU, the voice of 30-year-old movies on Disney Channel. Um, but The Rocketeer... Man, that deserved a franchise, baby. The Rocketeer had everything you wanted as a kid, dude. It had ugly people. It had hot people. It had, like, I hate Germans. It had jetpacks. It had, like, comic old relief and stuff. And then the guy from the Aviator saves the day who ends up being Quinn on The Lost. And I think they're all tied in together. Who knows? Who who would have thought that? Or if you hate Nazis, it's great because you literally get to watch them go up in flames. Yeah, which is fun. So maybe that'll happen one day. I don't know. Who knows? You know, you heard air first, folks. Biscuits and Gravy Show. Hate lizard people. Also hate Nazis. Oh, speaking of lizard people, there's a new Disney movie called Luca. I know. Little little on the nose, huh? Yeah, and it's about this these people that um, are shape shifting lizard people that live under the sea. And then they come up on land and they transform into normal looking humans and uh it's, and then run for president. And, and then run they they control and, the government. Uh-huh. And you know what? We all know that Disney is part of the Illuminati and Disney is run by Nazis and shape shifting lizard people. And you know, it's just it's just it's a little blat- on the nose. It's, it's very blatant what they're doing. They're trying to normalize shape shifting lizard people. And I think that's the last thing that we should be normalizing in this day and age. Don't you agree, Chuck? The most amount. Uh, so I was a little bit disappointed in Disney for doing that. But as far as Pixar movies go, it's pretty fun. It's, it's set in Italy. Um, Ooh. So this is like uh, uh, also Italy. <laughs> Big fan of fascism, as we know historically. <laughs> They're but fashionable fascists. It's a fun little movie. They, uh, the these two like lizard sea people. They they're not supposed to go up on land because it's like forbidden for them to go up there. It is forbidden. But then they they end up going up there, and um, they're trying to win enough money in this race to um to buy a Vespa because they they have always wanted a Vespa so they can cruise around what like Dumb and Dumber style. Two people Vespa on a Vespa. Be under the sea? No, not under the sea on land. Oh, okay. So they just want to cruise under around the on sea. land. <laughs> By the guy, the the guy that played the voice of Sebastian he died. died. Did this you hear week. about that? I know. Isn't that sad? Mm-hmm. Well, thanks for tuning in to the Biscuits and Gravy Show. Next week we're going to tackle social justice and a good pudding recipe. Wait, so, social justice? <laughs> who knows? Shouldn't just... we be tackling social injustice? Oh, all right. <laughs> <laughs> Today's show is provided in part by Christopher Plummer's Plums, a subsidiary of Brad Pitt's Peaches. We got to jump in to the best segment of the show. We got to cut it short a little bit, everybody, and just dive in. And no, we still got like a couple minutes. We got like three minutes, bro. Let's talk about uh, the Bad Batch. It's All a right. new new Star Wars uh, cartoon that's also on Spoiler, Disney Plus. Spoiler, baby, in one minute or less. Um, there's a girl named Omega, Ooh. and she's also Can a clone. Can I get my Omega vitamins for the day? But she's also a clone, um, so she's like the only girl clone that they ever came out with. And uh-huh. so we don't know what her purpose is yet, but we do know that she's <laughs> she might be force sensitive. <laughs> Sorry, I gotta I gotta interject. Are you thinking about like a Smurfette situation? Yeah, absolutely. But okay, also put it out of your mind. It's a young girl. The Coast Guard went to go save somebody recently, and it ended up being a sex doll. <laughs> <laughs> a, a fake branch of the military saving fake humans. <laughs> yeah, I know. 
And then we'll have- the Coast Guard, keeping us safe from sea monsters. Yep, and shape-shifting demonoid Italian people, <laughs> apparently. Italian lizard people. <laughs> I think all the Coast Guard does is shoot up Cubans that try to seek, like, refugees. They don't, shoot, they don't shoot Cubans. They just shoot holes in their rafts. Their doors. <laughs> <laughs> so if you have Disney+, Plus, uh, watch Bad Batch. I think the first eight or nine episodes are out so far. They're releasing it week by week. Mm. Um, there's also that Loki show. Which is anybody what? watching Loki? Does anyone watch it? I don't think anybody likes Loki. He's was, like my least TV favorite Avenger. And my girlfriend, Governor Chris Christie, asked me, "Isn't Loki bad?" And I'm like, "I think he's good for the yeah. purpose of the show." I think he's 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 only bad. He's bad most of the time, but then he's good when he when it suits him. You know, Lame. his his actions are based mostly on expediency. Lo- like it's, Loki, he pretty was much the only does what's best in for him. The mask. As that guy is by the Jamie Kennedy movie. <laughs> <laughs> Jamie Kennedy will always be the mask to me. What was uh, that? Son of Mask, right? Holy Lord. <laughs> Lord Almighty. So, I don't know. If you've seen the Loki show, if it's any good, give us a call. Let us know. 808-873-3435. If anyone's seen the Loki show, you might be able to I don't think like anybody's watching book it. book of world records for being <laughs> the only person <laughs> the only that watches person. the show. Somebody's watching it out there. Oh, all right. All right. Today's show is brought to us by Gary Oldman Senior Centers. If your years are golden, spend them. With old men. You ready to get into Chuck Stuff the Knowledge yeah, Buffalo? Yeah, we got like one minute for it, or DJ22 Tokes is going to yell at me. So, Chuck Stuff the Knowledge Buffalo is when Chuck tries to prove he's the smartest buffalo in the room. I Our am. first question today comes from Melissa in Oakland, California. Melissa wants to know what is the long side of a triangle called? You got the height, you got the length. What's the thing uh, that goes across in between? A squared plus B squared equals C squared. That's the Pythagorean theorem. What's it called? The the th- the triangle thing. Yeah, I don't know. You don't know what a triangle's called, no, bro? I don't. And it's Pride Month. I should know it the most. Come on. Um, Give me a guess. What is the t- tangent? It's a no. no. Is that wrong? It's a hypotenuse. Oh, come on. All right, Richard in Kihei wants to know <sighs> who was suck. accused by heresy by the Catholic Church for saying that the Earth revolved around the sun. Who was it? Galileo. Galileo is absolutely correct. One of the few times that the Catholic Church has been on the wrong side of history. As made uh, popular by my favorite Indigo Girl song, Galileo. Oh, yeah. All right. You ready for our third question? Chee who? Our third question is always a sports question because, as you know, sports is Chuck's Achilles hoof. So is geometry, you jerk. <laughs> I mean, this is like fourth grade. I, well, the last time I hung out with a fourth grader was at the seventh grade dance. Alex in Miami, Florida wants to know, who are the Hawks playing in the NBA Conference Finals? Who are the Celtics? <laughs> no. I could guess, though. It's the Bucks, the Milwaukee Bucks. I didn't even know that was a sports team. But at least you got Galileo right, Chuck. Mm. And that also means that that's the end of our show. Well, thanks for tuning into the Biscuits and Gravy Show. Vincent Foni, I love you so much! Um, I hope you guys enjoyed your Juneteenth celebration. And Lana Rhodes, if you're listening, give us a call. We want to hear from you. We tried to reach out to her, but she didn't return our calls. Apparently $500 is not enough to get her on the show. <laughs> and that's our yearly budget. I guess that's because she's a millionaire and she doesn't care. Vincent Fody, thanks for taking care of the Biscuits and Gravy of Show. Of course. Gravy gals, biscuit boys alike, thanks for fighting the lizard people. Thanks for fighting the cabal. And uh, Tucker Carlson, I'm sorry I didn't text you back. And from me to you, hello! <laughs> 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 boop, 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 boop.